course, college football Saturday is here. And, of course, I'm Mitch. I'm here with the pick do- with the puck dogs, Rod Zawacki, Chris Ruffalo, and Brian Bittler will also be with us for today's show. We're going to cover all the college football action. We've got the NBA conference uh, semifinal still battling it out tonight with the Lakers and Rockets. we got NHL action with Vegas and Dallas and, of course, a full Major League Baseball card. And you guys know when you get to this time of year when there's football on Saturdays and Sundays, that's when you find the best value on the baseball games. Because on an NFL Sunday, baseball is absolutely ignored in the sports books. And that is the time where you can creep up and grab some of the best lines. So not the time to ignore baseball. It's actually the time to really dial in and find those few games where there's just some tremendous value out there. And I think there are a few out there, at least what I found. And I, like I said, you guys know college football is my game. I am excited about it. It's kind of like, you know, the puck dogs. I didn't know anything about hockey. I found, you know, the puck dogs and they came on and well, they, had, they never left. But, uh, you yeah, know, that's fine. I love having them here. And, but, you know, I started my space, my time online, typed into Google, how do you start a website? And I started writing about college football. And that's all I covered was college football. And I grew up. The reason why I'm here today, the reason I love sports is because of college football. I grew up in a state where the number one sport is college football. The number two sport is college football, and the number three sport is college football, then NFL football, then high school football, then everything else. So I am really, really excited about it. I know everybody has a little different upbringing. I know the Canada guys, they grew up with hockey and stuff, but, and, you know, Brian, Northeastern guy, not exactly in the center of it all, but they certainly have some teams there as well. We're going to bring in the guys, Brian Bittler and the Puck Dogs. I know... This is probably like, you know, the day that, you know, the Stanley Cup finals for you guys or like something like that, you know. But for me, college football season is kind of like this is life. This is how I grew up. You know, my friends from home that I haven't talked to all year long. It's like we're on, you know, Thursday night when the Canes are on. It's like, you know. Everyone's like ready for the canes. You know, it's like everyone texts each other, got some canes over here. You know, like I was saying, like the chant, everyone's texting it to each other. Like all my friends I haven't talked to him forever from Miami. And it is a, a, a culture. It's a way of life. And, uh, you know, college football is a different game. And the college football fan is a different type of fan than any other type of fan out there. And everyone say, yeah, your fan base and every fan base says this and every fan base says this. But I think everyone will agree. The college football fan is a different breed than every other fan out there because when you have a poll system, when you have a poll system and not a true playoff system where you earn your way into a playoff where the playoff is decided by something other than your record, something other than what happened on the field, something other than a playoff game, well, every game is the national championship game. And that is the difference between football college football and every other sport is that good probably not but you know what it is what it is and that's what the cards that were dealt right now and that's what we're going to be playing chris good morning how are you um i know you got nhl today today as well um what do you got in store and how are things going for you with your premium picks and you know when i stopped covering the free picks writing the free picks at sports chat place i was always the sec guy because I couldn't cover the ACC because my team was in it, right? So it's like I was the SEC guy all the way back, and Chris took over my SEC stuff. And, you know, the SEC doesn't start for a couple weeks. 
But, um, you know, now you hear the Big Ten saying, oh, we want to play. It's like, you could have played, you know? You could have played. It's like, we don't, it was uh, my, the best response. This is, we've heard some, we've seen some of the, out of all this COVID and everything, some of the best things that we've ever seen is Dabo Swinney basically saying to the Big Ten, if we win the national championship, we're putting the trophy in our trophy case. And we don't care what you guys think because you're not really relevant anyway in the college football space. It was like, <laughs> it went to, you know, it's like, you guys really, no one really cares. And I think that was the first time, it's the first time that we've seen where the rest of the college football world has said to the Big Ten and to the Pac-12, and, 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 you know, we don't care about you guys. You guys don't really matter in the college football landscape. You're not in the South. You don't matter. Chris, I'll, I'll give you a chance to speak. <laughs> Go ahead. It's what, it's just, that, that, that statement's one of those things where it's like, it's what we're all thinking, but nobody's the one that's going to say it until somebody actually says it. But uh, no, I'm 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 pumped for today. I'm I'm really excited to get the college football season really underway. I know we had week one, but this is where everything really starts to pick up. I'm I'm excited beyond belief for today's card. Awesome. What do you got in in store for your premium picks for today? You got anything out there in college football? That I do. I have a a shotgun Saturday five pack. It'll get you from the afternoon games all the way up until the evening games tonight. Also got a five mob. Um, or you can get my stack Saturday package. You get all 10 games covered in one place for uh, thirty nine ninety five over at the website. How about you, Brian? College football Saturday. I know you're a Northeast guy. That usually means an NFL guy, and that's okay, you know, but uh, NFL fans, a little different than uh, college football fans, of course. Um, you know, I, w- I would say that, um, you know, they're, they're not always the same people. You know, we, I, I, would say that, I would say that for sure. But, um, you know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, in, in Pennsylvania, they have Penn State, they have Pitt, and those those are two traditionally good programs. Pennsylvania, I'd say, of the northeastern states, probably the one that is more college football uh, basis that based than any of the others, and that's because Pennsylvania high school football is so good. Yeah, I don't know about Big Ten being irrelevant because Ohio State, Penn State uh, could give a lot of those teams runs for their money. But they I mean, don't. Always- but they don't. But they don't. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the whole thing. They could, but they don't. When's the last time they were relevant? Uh, up, until, yeah. up until this past year, when Ohio State and Clemson went at it in the, in the playoff game, Ohio, uh, the Big Ten hadn't scored a point in a playoff game in three appearances. They hadn't scored one point. Well, I mean, how is that relevant? I'm not, a, I'm not a Big Ten guy, but... How is that relevant? Ohio State, uh, Penn State being... I mean, teams that... I mean, I guess it all depends on their competition. Nobody's going to compete with the SEC with Alabama, Auburn, and... Uh, it's cyclical. It's cycli- No, it's cyclical. It's cyclical. The, the, the conference dominance is cyclical. It's shown throughout time that it's cyclical. The SEC has dominated before. Ten years ago, you know... It was like no one could no one could battle USC. Ten years before that, no one could battle Florida State. Ten years before that, no one could battle Miami. It's cyclical in college football because the, because it's recruiting and there's a lot more to it than you know than than um, you know coaches stay in college football teams for a very long time at big programs. Things you know players you can't re, you can't they talk about reloading right. 
They talk about reloading in college football, but you, it's not a real thing because what happens is eventually your depth gets depleted. We saw that a few years ago, and we've seen it a few times now with Alabama, who, you know, Nick Saban is, is, is you know, one of the great coaches of all time, you know, but not even he can, can create depth on a team that, where your players are leaving for the NFL Every single season, all your guys are leaving early. And what ends up happening is Deshaun Watson's dragging you up and down the field and making you look stupid in the fourth quarter because all your guys are sucking wind because you have no depth. And we've seen that twice out of Alabama in their last three championship appearances where Clemson wiped the floor with them. But, you know, that's just, that's just what, what you see there. But the SEC has, been, has you know, they had a time where, you know, where, where they couldn't hang with everybody else. It's, it's cyclical. It's absolutely cyclical. And if you look at the last, you know, four or five national championships, the ACC has won, won the most. It's been Clemson. Clemson has been the most dominant team of the last, ten, of the last five years and the last ten years, not Alabama. That's yep, no question. Yeah. I mean, they beat them. They beat them head up. You know, tw- they beat them head up twice. And, and one of them was a beatdown. One of them was an epic. You know, the one that Alabama, Alabama beat Clemson twice. Clemson beat Alabama twice. The, the, the one that Alabama beat Clemson was a nail biter. Clemson beat Alabama and one nail biter. But the only one real beatdown game was the Clemson beatdown of, of Alabama. It was, it was, I mean, if it was a fight, they would have stopped it. Anyways. You know, I'm just saying that college football is cyclical. It always has been. Um, what was once doesn't mean that, you know, doesn't mean it's forever. And I do believe that the ACC has a ton of talent. And I think the Big 12 has some of the best coaches out there, too. So, I mean, it's a possibility. You know, the Pac-12 and Big, and Big 10 might be irrelevant. But, you know, that is just is what it is. Especially, that's why they didn't, they didn't bother to show up this year. Which, you know. Sometimes you, you, you sit there and you watch like Ohio State getting shellacked in, in, a, in a playoff game. Or mi- remember Michigan State, the Connor, what was his name? Connor Cook. Connor uh, Cook. Oh, man. They put him in, that, in a playoff game. It was like, why bother showing up? So this year, the Big Ten, they, they just said, you're right. Why bother showing up? And, and they just didn't. They, it's like, we got an out. We're not going to play against these guys. We don't have to go to Oregon to play the Ducks. We're out. We got an out. And you know what? Because we're the Big Ten. Everyone else is going to do it, too. Everyone's like, yeah, we're not giving you any, any of the money from TV. How does that sound? That's what they did. They said, you, okay, you get nothing. And basically, everyone just pretty much said, you know, what everyone's been thinking all along. Anyways, what do you got for sale today, Brian? Anything? I tell you what, I might not be the biggest college football fan, but I'm a fan of money. Last year, many sites, number one college football handicapper, 92 and 70, 57%. I got my ACC game of the week, goes off at 12 noon. Best deal right now, $79, three-day pass. You get my college football, NFL, all my Major League Baseball today. Tons of value. Go get it. And you'll get you'll get Monday, uh, you'll get Monday yep. night football. Two games yep, on so Monday much, night. Two tons ga- of value. You get so many picks for two games, $79. Two games on Monday night. And I love the NFL card today. I think we're all in agreement there, yeah. the NFL card. Yeah, we don't usually agree on much, but uh, I think we're all in agreement on those NFL games. Rod, how about you? Uh, you got NHL playoffs tonight. You got NBA playoffs. I know your Raptors let you down a little bit last night. I think, uh, I think not having Kawhi Leonard, you know, kind of finally really reared its ugly head last night because they needed one more guy. 
They were kind of gassed. Yeah, they, needed, they needed their one guy, and they needed Siakam to pick it up. And he yeah, just, but, but he's, he's but not look, he's, 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 he's not progress. Quiet. He's not there yet. No, he's but not he's not there to be that guy yet. He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be. No, I don't think so either. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy that they're talking him up to be. But yeah, but it's like you can't lose. You know, you can't lose a Kawhi Leonard, and you know, there's you can still be a great team. You can still have a coach that can coach you into that spot. But it's like when push comes to shove, you're going to need to have those guys. And I don't, you know, I think. The Raptors had a great still, season, you know, great season. They did. They had a great year. They did they, pretty good for no Kawhi. You know, a lot of people didn't even expect him to get that far. No, most people did not expect him to go that far. So what do you got for sale today at the premium? So for me today, I got a, a Super College Football Saturday uh, birdcage. Uh, you can buy that singly. Uh, and then I got five MLB plus my one hockey in a separate package. Or you can buy it all together in a Super Saturday pass for thirty four ninety nine. Get all my selections today. That's a strong deal. I have um, I have college football. I have six picks, three early, three late, or you can buy them all together as one six-pack. I divided them up, three and three, for a cheaper price, or all together a little bit more. Or you can get my three-day pass. I also have a two-plus-one, two baseball. Like I said, this is where baseball kind of slips through the cracks today and tomorrow and going forward the next few weeks where – very few people, so the lines aren't moving crazy and you're not seeing these ridiculous run lines, going to be some big value in baseball today. So I have two baseball with, with the one NBA. I, I really think the best deal for me is you buy, the, like Brian said, you get the three-day pack. Instead of getting, you know, 30 bucks here and 20 bucks, it's, it's like, you know, 60 bucks and you get three days worth NFL, college, you know, whatever. You get the whole nine yards. Um, yeah, but some people only want college football. Some people only want NFL, and I understand and respect that, and that's why we do it in all these different ways. But speaking about doing all these different ways, man, we're 13 minutes in with a giant card. We haven't given out one pick. We got the NBA tonight, Chris. LeBron James and AD look to close it out. These guys love rest, man. They love the rest. So uh, they can get a couple days rest if they can do this. It looks like the Celtics heat um, start on Tuesday, right? So, uh, yeah, I believe so. So it's like I believe, you know, these conference series, um, conference finals will go one after the other, um, you know, every other night. So I'm going to guess it will start on Wednesday, um, the Western come hell or high water. You know, either way, whether, whether, these are, whether these series are closed out, you know, in the next couple of days or whether they're closed out Monday, they're going to start on Wednesday. And uh, so Lakers had a chance to close it out tonight against the Rockets. Obviously, House is not in there. He's... he's you know, the Rockets need everybody. Um, they can't afford to be missing any little pieces here. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I like the over here. I, I think uh, Houston's going to try to to put up enough threes to keep themselves in this game, and I think uh, the, the Lakers are going to want to put up enough points to just say, you know what, it's not going to matter. So uh, give me the over, 216 here. How about you, Brian? I'm going to ride with the over here. I have been liking the under in this series with the Lakers playing good defense. But uh, and this being an elimination game for the Rockets, I'm still going to say it goes over the total. Uh, take the over. I agree with Chris. How about you, Rod? Uh, take the Lakers. This, this series is done. All right. Pretty much uh, to the point and matter of fact. So we could either bring Jeter in now or we could wait till uh, after college football. It's up to you. Chris, what do you think? 
I'm <laughs> I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral. Do whatever you guys it's want. Your, I'm it's good. Your, it's your call. It's up to you. <laughs> Let's bring Jeter in now. All right. We're going to bring Jeter in, and um, I will uh, we'll trade some paint, and then we'll come back. We'll do college football and then Major League Baseball and hockey. Morning, Jeff. How are you? Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you all doing out there? Good. I, I know you live in SEC country. You guys, I know, are excited about uh, college football, kind of like me. You know, it's like you might be a NASCAR fan, but in Tennessee, I'm going to guess it goes college football, NASCAR, college football, pro football, and everything else. Yeah, we got the, we got the Titans, too, so, you know, tighten up, but, hey, you know. It's but the, the, but the Titans are never, they're never going to be what the Vols are. Never. They'll, no, ne- they'll not, never. Not I mean, it's like Vols, Titans, right? It's not even in the same, you know, it's not even, oh, the same. Yeah. it's, it's not even the same thing. It's, it's yeah. kind of Just big, big orange country, be ready to go in two weeks, but Hey, we've got some uh, ton of action today in college, and uh, got some NASCAR as well. So I'm ready to roll, man. <laughs> what do we got? We got Xfinity racing first. Um, that one has what a 2 p.m. Eastern time start. Yes, yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern time start. This will be the second of a doubleheader for the Xfinity series, and it'll be the final uh, doubleheader of the year for the Xfinity series. And the uh, Virginia is for racing lovers to 50. At Richmond, that'll be a, a 250-lap race this afternoon, uh, going 187 and a half miles. Uh, course today, it's going to be it should be a little bit different uh, because they're racing during the day. They obviously race at night last night, so the track conditions are going to be obviously a lot different. The track temperature is going to be a lot warmer. So, uh, but today, um, as far as Xfinity goes, uh, I like I hate to go with the chalk on it, but. I like Austin Sendrick as the favorite, plus 200 as an outright today. Uh, we've seen him win uh, on these doubleheader weekends. We've seen him win the second race two times. Uh, he had a fast car last night, finished fourth. Uh, he was kind of pretty much second in overall speed. So, And he's got a pretty decent starting position today. So I don't mind that call on Sendrick at plus 200 today. Kyle Busch will not be racing today, so we're not to worry about him. A cup favorite, no cup series guys are in this race today. So... But anyway, um, other than that, my other, the only other pick I had right away for uh, Xfinity is uh, I'm going to go back to the well. Ross Chastain in the top three uh, finishing position today at plus 150. Uh, he finished fifth last night. Had a really good car, you know, starting up towards the front. Kind of faded there towards the end as the uh, had that long green flag run. Um, as Algar won, he won it on 73 or uh, 73 lap uh, tires. So uh richmond's kind of coming now where it's wearing out a little more so tire wear uh seems to be up a little bit so we'll carry that over going into the day and then uh of course next up of course we've got the big boys running in prime time tonight at 7 30 the nascar cup series uh federated auto parts 400 at richmond this will be the second of uh three races here in the first round of the playoffs and uh, a couple of guys got their backs up against the wall there mitch so uh you know so <laughs> Back to the first race, the Xfinity plus two hundred on Ross Chastain. So, how many guys are in the race? You know that you're get, that you're getting only two to one on your money. So, I'm just trying to do it from a mathematical handicapping way. You know, which is I know not 
100%, you know, foolproof. That's, you know, I proved time and time again. I did have uh, the Blue Jays yesterday against the Mets. But, um, yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm just trying to figure out what my risk reward is here because plus 200, and I know there's normally about 30 guys in these races. So I'm getting, yeah. I basically really, the real life multiple here is 6%, and I'm getting two to one on my money on 6%. It's kind of, I'm not, I'm very far away from the 50-50 I need to be to get two to one on my money. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if it, if it, if what is your, your mind on it, keep in mind a lot that of the, let's say 35 cars or 36 cars that'll start today's event. There's probably about 10 to maybe a dozen that have a legitimate shot at winning the race outside of something just going absolutely crazy just because of the amount of money put into those top tier teams. So you know, taking that in the Xfinity series, I don't mind it. And if it was the Cup series, I would not take that uh, particular outright bet at that price. So just to kind of clarify that. So, all right, let's go to the Cup series. And what do we have on tap? So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously not a SEC college football day. So I'm going to guess there's going to be people still dialed in on NASCAR here. So, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, we're heading to Denny Hamlin's home track tonight. He's part of, uh, depending on what book you look at, co-favorite or just that behind it, but I'm finding him at uh, plus 480. Don't mind that call tonight. This is probably Denny's uh, best chance to get a win here in this uh, first round of the playoffs. Uh, just real quick, you know, Denny's got, he has the most top five finishes of the last six races here at Richmond at five, and you know, he'll, he'll start the race tonight in seventh position, so uh, he's got a really, I think he's got a legit shot to win tonight. Uh, definitely take a gander at it. Um, another one wrote up on the website. I like uh, William Byron. Hey, oh, this is a head-to-head matchup. I like William Byron at even money over Alex Bowman, who's priced at uh, minus 130. I think this is kind of a misprice. I thought this was, this matchup should have been a little more evenly matched. And if you look at, the, at this track, they've gone two and two over the last four races at Richmond. That means they've split or, you know, each one of them finished ahead of one another uh, each time or, or over the last four races. And also, uh, let's see, I think it was like uh, Bowman finished better uh, than Byron at Martinsville earlier this season in June, but Byron came back at Phoenix. But I'm going to take a shot at even money on Byron. I think that coming off that win a couple weeks ago at Daytona, they're just rolling with some great momentum right now. And, uh, I think Byron can finish ahead of his teammate Alex Bowman here at Richmond this evening. So, All right. Well, Jeff Jeter here trading some paint, talking some NASCAR. we got to cut him a little bit short today. But, uh, Jeff, you got anything in the premium area for sale today before we get back? Because yeah. we have college football games starting in a hurry, so people, they get a little antsy. Yeah, uh, definitely. I've got, uh, got your college football. Uh, I've got my uh, NASCAR three-wide pass for today. It covers all of the uh, – picks my premium picks for Xfinity and the cup series. And I've got you a three pack of uh, major league baseball uh, picks over there on the website. And I've got a five pack of college football. So other than that, I'm glad foot college football's here and uh, you no know, good luck today, guys. What do you think about the big 10? Who? <laughs> <laughs> We got we got plenty of room for for Big Ten fans to come on down here to SEC country for some football right now. So come on and join us. Yeah, we, we got we got we got we got plenty of plenty of room uh, to 
to uh, say uh, we got plenty of good teams without these guys. I say we got plenty of room on our rosters for all those Big Ten uh, athletes that were pilfered from our states, right, and litter their rosters. All right, thanks, Jeff, for joining us. I'm going to bring the guys back in. We're going to start with the college football schedule and uh, get it going. Chris, Brian, off camera here. Chris, uh, we got... uh, we got Kansas State and Arkansas State kicking it off here. Kansas State now up to 14-point favorite. We got a four-point line movement here. Returning quarterback, returning ton of everything. Arkansas State, though, with the game under their belt. What do you think? Yeah, they did get the game under Cannot hear you. Brian, what do you think here? Kansas State, as quick as possible, get that line as good as you can get it. I, I liked it a lot at 13.5. Now at 14, it loses a little luster. How about you, Rod? Uh, I agree with Brian. Give me Kansas State there. Um, they're four and one ATS their last five uh, non-conference games. Wildcats are six and two in their last game. ATS their last eight games overall. Uh, I like the Wildcats here. Chris, you you back with us? You guys hear me? No. All right, we'll go. We'll come back to you. We got Iowa State against uh, against Louisiana Lafayette. They just call them Lafayette now, um, which. I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about. We'll go the other way around, and maybe Chris will be ready for us. Rod, what do you think in here? Iowa State and ULL. I think this is a pretty interesting one. The line here has moved from ten and a half to eleven and a half, but the total down to fifty six and a half. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly from this Iowa State team. I think the expectation with Dan, with uh, Campbell there, coaching Matt Campbell, is a little bit higher than what I saw on the field last year from Iowa State. For me, uh, I'm going to go with Iowa State here. Um, I think they can get the job done and get the cover. How about you? The Cyclone. Um, Cyclones performed well last year offensively. I think they can get the job done here. How about how about you? Uh, how about you, Brian? I'll tell you what, I like the under here. I think Iowa State plays some good defense here, and UL Monroe is really going to struggle to score. Uh, Raging Cajuns just don't have enough in the tank. This is under. this is Lafayette, not Monroe. Different team. ULL, Raging Cajuns. Right. You said you, you said yeah. Monroe. Well, I was just trying to get it out quick. Chris, you back with us? Am I better now? Yes, you are better. Kansas State, Arkansas State. Good. I like uh, Kansas State in a blowout. And uh, for this one, I like uh, I like Louisiana. They're bringing back a ton of production. Uh, Elijah Mitchell at quarterback, Trey Ragus at uh, running back, Levi Lewis as well. I love I love the Cajuns today. Easy easy money. I'm with you. Syracuse against North Carolina. Um, this is a lot of people talking about this, and Syracuse so bad last year. This is the worst Dino Babers team I've ever seen. I will go off and say that. I mean, they just had no answers defensively and less answers offensively. If, if Babers doesn't have a quarterback that can run his system, he he's lost. And, you know, he's not a defensive guy, right? I mean, that's not his thing. So, you know, Mac Brown, always one of the best recruiters, you know, out there. This guy works the living room like no one's business. And this is the difference between college sports and pro sports. And with, with, you know, with something like college basketball, you might only have two or three spots available on your whole roster. So, you know, except when you're Calipari and, you know, you're starting five all goes to the NBA every year. But in college football, it's all about work in the living room. And Mac Brown can work the living room like no one's business. Um, He's the guy that brought Julius Peppers to North Carolina many years ago in his first stint. Uh, 
I don't know, man. Three touchdowns and change. That is a big number for a North Carolina team that fell flat on their face last year, remember? <laughs> in their opener. So, not a great opener team. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, for well, for me, I mean, I'm going to take the take a shot with the Syracuse here. They're a lot better than what they were last year. I think the offensive line had a chance to get a year under their belts. They're going to protect Tommy DeVito a little bit better. And I think the line's... The hype on uh, North Carolina is warranted, but at the end of the year last year, they beat Mercer, they beat NC State, and they beat Temple. I mean, that's not saying very much. So I think uh, I think Syracuse can hang here. Give me Syracuse. Also, Mac Brown, not known for, has never been a run-up-the-score type of guy either. So, you know, that's a, that's another piece of the puzzle. I'm with you on Syracuse. I think DeVito came in really highly touted and was a big disappointment, but I think he has more skill than he had. He didn't have a lot of help last year. Brian? Um, look, does Syracuse even play defense? I'm looking for this one to go way over the total. I think we approach around 80 here in this one. Rod? Yeah, I agree with Brian. I think the, we're going to go over the total here. I think we're going to see some points here today. Yeah, so Sean Atlin's posting a, a, some stats here, and I'm sure this is about my comments about who's been in the playoff and who hasn't. But when you look at these, you know, when you see multiple teams in the playoff, you know, it's, it's always the SEC gets the benefit of the doubt because it's not, you don't play your way into the playoff. It's done by selection. So some of the years that they did that, like the year that Alabama got knocked out in the first round, it was like they didn't deserve to be there. You know, so it's like very, very hard to say it that way. I think you go by rings. You know, I think that's the way it's you pretty much is a good way to look at it. Who's won the most national championships? Um, App State against Charlotte. A lot of line movement in this one. I'll tell you, Charlotte not getting a lot of respect. I loved App State over the years, but man, this Charlotte team is good. And they are getting zero respect here. This is a bowl team, right? I mean, this is this is like... Charlotte is like a, a value player's dream. This is like, I mean, if you're going to put like a money line on a giant dog today, this is the spot, you know? I, I mean, I don't have it. You know, I don't have it as a premium pick, and I, you know, I'm, I might have a little, I might have a couple bucks on the money line here, but this is the spot. Chris, what do you think? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Because App State could, I could, you could easily see App State winning 65 to nothing too, you know, but it's like, I could see Charlotte <laughs> busting them up here. You know, they're no, they're no, they're not, they're not a slouch team by any stretch of the imagination. Well, there hasn't been much turnover from that Charlotte team. This was a Charlotte team that hung forty-one on the on the Mountaineers last year, and that was only a one-score game until App State scored that insurance touchdown late. I think Charlotte has definitely a good chance here. I'll take Charlotte with the points. I also like the over fifty-nine and a half. In case you guys didn't realize this, I freaking love college football. Brian, <laughs> what do you think here? Charlotte against, I mean, I'm, look how excited I am about Charlotte App State, man. I don't know. I was just excited. I think Charlotte's my best free pick in college football today. It's something I got in it at 17 and a half. I see it's now down to 17 or lower. I love Charlotte today. You could pull the upset by see it being a 14-point game. Take, take the Niners. That App State defense was always so tough inside the uh, red zone, you know, and we didn't really see it last year in the in the bowl games. You know, we saw them like go on the road and beat Lafayette right at Lafayette. That was kind of their big thing that they beat them on the road on a night game. But, you know, this is a little different. You know, the Charlotte team is, you know, 
the teams that don't get a lot of respect, the chip on the shoulder. Rod, what are you thinking here? I think we might have a barn burner here. Uh, I think I think we're definitely going to see some scoring in this game. I, I like the over. Um, and I, I'm leaning to App State here. Uh, Mountaineers are seven and one ATS. Their last eight games in September, eight and two ATS. Their last ten non-conference games. Yeah, but you know when you when you look at college ATS, their last five road games. When you look at when you look at college football trends, those players are like grandfathers now in a lot of the college football trends. I think a lot of the coaches change and players change and offense coordinators and a lot changes. If you go by that stuff, Oklahoma's running the wishbone. Anyways, uh, you go to uh, Mountaineers brought back two of their top receivers. Anyways, two two of their top. Oh no no! Believe me, I I've been on App State. You know, I loved App State. You know, when they were dogs at Tennessee. I loved App State when they were dogs at Michigan. You know, I loved them there. 17-point favorites against a bowl team. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not, not as in love with, you know, with the Mountaineers anymore. But we do have Army against ULM, and I think we got another interesting game here because this one goes from 16 to 22 and a half because Army played last week. Okay, I had the other side, right? So I'm not always right. That's for damn sure. Uh, I had the other side. Army played a flawless game. Flawless. The odds of them playing another flawless game are zero. Okay? Zero. There's no way Army could possibly play that well again. There's no way. I mean, how much of a drop-off? It's just a matter of how much of a drop-off they're going to have. ULM's not bad. This is a team that's put points on the board. This is a team that took Florida State all the way down to the last play last year. At at Doak. I would imagine that the 70% of the public here on Army, 22 and a half, uh, it's gone from 16 to 22 and a half. Chris, um, what we saw from Army last week, fluke, or are we looking for a repeat performance here from, uh, from the uh, Golden Knights? I think it was a flu- fluke for the defense. Black but Knights. I think- Black Knights. Right? <laughs> I think it was a, f- a fluke for the defense, but I think the offense is going to be legit. ULM doesn't have... Any lick of defense here, but they do they can score as well. I, I look for this one to go over fifty three and a half. I think this is a low total, even with an option offense. You think like Army though? Don't they? They usually like to use all of the clock. You know, they usually like to use all of it. I guess the well, I guess what you're saying is they'll be able to move the ball on ULM, and that will make up for it, for it. Brian, what what do you see here with ULM and Army? I think if you wanted to bet Army, you should have got in a, uh, a while ago on this one because anything at 21 or above, I like uh, ULM here. And it's too much public on Army. Very public play, uh, especially, you know, it's it's the TV game last week when you're the only kid in town, you know, when you're the only game in town and it's like everybody saw it, you know. So it's not like, um, you know, it came from nowhere. Rod, what do you think here? Army, ULM. Uh... Our, our, our Army's going to win this game, but not not that cover. I, I think ULM can get a late touchdown and get us a backdoor cover here. All right. We got Notre Dame and Duke. Everyone in the world knows, like, I got three teams that I can't bet on, you know, unless I really have to bet on them. And one of those is Notre Dame. I can't stand them personally, so I let that get in the way of everything else. I have no premium pick on this. I have no skin in the game, but I got a couple bucks on Duke money line just to have some action on the game because I think Duke has the much better coach here. Much better. I mean, it's not even 
apples and oranges. It's not even like, oh, well, Brian Kelly's done this. That. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it is a coaching mismatch for Duke here. That is their chance. Chris, what do you think? You're going to make me feel foolish now. I'm going to lack vision. I like Notre Dame laying the points. I know David Cutcliffe as an underdog is. is He's the best there is. is, He is is the best in the business. But I I just, I think Notre Dame wants to make a statement early on in in their temporary conference. And I think it comes here against Duke. So I'll I'll lay the points with Notre Dame. How about about the Duke uh, athletic department scheduling Alabama and Notre Dame openers in back-to-back years? Brian, what do you think? I don't know. I think this is a tad bit too many points for the first game in Notre Dame. I I just – a lot of value with Duke here. I'm not slamming this play, but I'm going to go a little bit with Duke, get the three touchdowns. Cutcliffe is such a good coach, man. He's so good. It's amazing that he stays there at Duke. You know he's had other options. Rod? I, I don't think Duke can score enough points to even hang here with David Cutcliffe can't, and David Cutcliffe offense can't score enough points. No. Okay. I don't think they're they're good enough to even hang here with Notre Dame. Um, I think we're going to see a blowout. This guy's one of the best offensive minds in the history of the game. We have Florida State up against Georgia Tech. Yellow Jackets plus 13 and a half. Oh, boy, the Knowles were so bad they fired the coach again. Boy, you know, I, I I had it. I had a team where we had a coach in the NFL that was there forever, right? And it got to be his end of the road, and we ran him out of town. And man, we haven't won since. <laughs> you know, we had Don Shula, and he wasn't good enough for us anymore. The game had passed him by. The winningest coach in the history of the NFL it wasn't good enough for us anymore. So we haven't we haven't been we haven't got a whiff of a Super Bowl since. Um, I've been to the playoffs twice. Um, Florida State, they did the same thing to Bobby Bowden. Jimbo Fisher came in, and certainly, you know, Jimbo Fisher always gets a lot of money wherever he goes. That's one thing. This guy has a great agent. And, uh, you know, then comes Willie Taggart, you know, gives up the Oregon job to come back to Florida. Um, you have a season like he had, and you're going to get fired in Tallahassee, that's for sure. So now, uh, new coach again at Florida State. And, of course, we're a few years removed from uh, at Georgia Tech now, you know, second year in um, as head coach there. So, you know, Georgia Tech had a transitional year last year. They weren't as good. But we know Florida State's loaded with fast athletes. Um, Chris, any chance that Georgia Tech can run with them? I think so. I think, uh, you know, the, the the Yellow Jackets were hampered by, like you said, a transition year, switching from an option offense to a more standard offense under Jeff Collins. and Didn't I have mean, the, which is a personnel change, which is a personnel yeah. change. Yeah, but, um, you know, Jeff Collins is no, no stranger to pulling off upsets. He did it multiple times at Tulane, and he's done it as a big-time dog before. I like, I like Georgia Tech here. I like Georgia Tech getting the points. I think they keep this one close, if not pull off another outright upset. How about how about you, Brian? I'll tell you what. Florida State has been, uh, you know how the Angels always get me good. The Florida State's got me good over the last couple of years, just not covering spreads. Uh, the total in this one, I like it to go under 51. I think it opened at 55. I think we see a good good defense from, both, from Florida State here. I think it goes under. How about you, Rod? Uh, I agree with Chris. Um, Georgia Tech covers the points. Give me Georgia Tech and the points here. Um, 
They're seven and zero ATS. The last seven versus uh, Florida State here. Um, I think it's closer than uh, the number here. Got UTSA Roadrunners up against Texas State. We saw Texas State last week. This line dropping like a rock for good reason. I did not put this in as a premium pick, but this is one of those ones where I, I could have, you know, because I thought the Texas State quarterback, you know, sometimes when quarterbacks transfer to another school and you're kind of like, wow, they got this guy from this school. And it's like, and then you see them out on the field and you're kind of like, huh, now I know why he didn't play at the other school. And I think we saw that at Texas State last week. We got a guy that makes really poor decisions, and normally he starts running in the wrong direction when the defenders are coming at him, is what we saw. And then he also um, sometimes throws the ball away down the middle of the field. Uh, odd choices, Chris. Um, you think the Roadrunners here, or you know, you I, we you know, me and Bittler love inverse line movement, and we've got it here. You know, thirty five percent on the Roadrunners, and the line dropping like a rock. Yeah, I'm I'm all over UTSA here. Brady McBride, the Texas State quarterback you, you mentioned. I don't know if there's a comparison to the NFL or to a, another college quarterback we've seen that can make those kind of poor decisions. But, man, he would have really given Texas State a shot last week to pull it off against SMU. Had he not done a couple of those things. I like, uh, I like UTSA to make him pay here. You kind of sometimes you wonder. It's like, what are they thinking? Brian, I'll tell you what. I, when I Texas State got me the cover against SMU, when I saw this line at seven uh, earlier, I jumped all over UTSA. You know, if there's one team that can win with a nice money line cover and just win outright, it's UTSA. I like them today a lot as a free play. Okay, Rod. Yeah, I like, I like UTSA as well. Um, their young runner McCormick, I think uh, he'll be able to run the ball against uh, an awful run defense. Um, yeah, give me UTSA. Got uh, Tulane against South Alabama. South Alabama um, pulled the upset last week. Um, really slaughtered Southern Miss, right? But now uh, against Tulane, this line 11, 10 and a half. I've seen 10s out there before, but now back to 10 and a half. Chris? I'm going to take the over here. I mean, you saw two lanes. They're, they're bringing back a ton of that running back core. I think they got four or five running backs that can run circles around South Alabama. But they also scored 30 points nine times last season. So this is, this is going to be a higher scoring game, I have a feeling. So I'll take the over 52 and a half. Um, new quarterback, though, at Tulane, right? In this one? But yeah. he's he's a new quarterback, but he's... He has a similar skill set to the other guy. He might actually yeah. be better. <laughs> it's like yeah. one of those things. Brian, what do you what do you think here? Now I'm looking at like a 21 to 10 type of game. I like the under here. Uh, I think it easily cruises under that total. It just seems a little bit high at 52 and a half, 53. How about you, Rod? Yeah, I agree with Brian. Uh, give me the under. Uh, I think that's just a little bit too high. Got uh, Wake Wake Forest and Clemson. This is interesting, okay, because we got a 34-point line. The line's moved up two and a half points from 31 and a half to 34, but the total hasn't budged. Now, Clemson has been notoriously slow starters in college football, notoriously slow. 
But they have Lawrence and Etienne back, you know, the key pieces to that offense. And, of course, you know, Dabo Swinney, he's had a top, you know, three recruiting class for the last, you know, 10 years now. So, um, you know, another so slow start for Clemson. Obviously, you know, Clawson's team kind of fell apart in the second half of the season last year at Wake. Um, I like Clawson, um, you know, but we're going to call it what it is. You know, his team kind of self-destructed. They looked good the first half of the season. And then the second half of the season, they were kind of like, they were on the wrong end of some really big scores. Um, what do you think here, Chris? Yeah, they, they did. The, the team in Deacons did self-destruct. And you kind of saw the shrapnel fly away in the offseason. Jamie Newman went to Georgia and opted out. And then, uh, you know, that offense lost their three top receivers, uh, Sage Surratt most notably. And I, I, I just don't think there's enough coming back for Wake to, to hang here. I think it goes under the number mainly because I don't think Wake does enough to contribute to the total. How about you, Brian? I think if you want to bet this game, you want to wait to around 6 30, 7 o'clock tonight. I think you can get 35 in Wake Forest. And with that many points, I'm going to lean towards Wake. How about you, Rod? Uh, I think Clemson gets this cover. Um, I think you got Hartman who's just been thrown into a sink or swim situation. And yeah, as Chris says, no Surratt. He's opted out. Uh, Demon Deacons are in trouble. I think Lawrence will just chew through the Demon Deacons secondary here. I think this is a, this is an interesting. This is going to be an interesting game, but I think we're going to find out in a hurry. It, this one could be a cover by halftime, right? It could be a cover by halftime. No one's surprised, or you know, we've seen Davos when he teams struggle in the first part of the season. You know, we've seen it, and we've seen normally they have one game a year um, in the first, and it's normally in the first half of the season where they have to pull it out if they, you know, if they even are able to do it. It was NC State a few years ago, right? I mean, we've seen it every single yeah. year. North, yeah, North, Texas, North Carolina last year. Texas A&M, yeah, right? Year, yeah. It was Texas A&M was a tough game. I mean, they've had it, yeah. They've had games every single year. I don't know if it's tonight, though, because... Uh, I, I don't think it's tonight, though. Under the lights. And, eh, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's not that far of a road trip, either. You got Louisville, yeah. Louisville hosting Western Kentucky. Louisville's got Miami next week. So, uh, something to look ahead for. This Western Kentucky team is vastly underrated. Chris, 30% of the people on the Hilltoppers and the line moving in that same direction with uh, Louisville minus 11 to minus 12 now. Total set at 57. Uh, Satterfield is a great coach. (laughs) He's a great, great. I mean, I'm a Miami guy. I would have been more than thrilled to get this guy. You know, more than thrilled. I think Florida State would have been more than thrilled to get this guy. Also, they have um, the weird thing about Louisville is they always have a Miami pipeline for talent. Yeah, they always have a guy who was an ex-Hurricane player on their coaching staff. That's how Teddy Bridgewater ends up there. That's how like all these other guys end up there because they always have that guy, and then they have one this year, Maurice Crum, on that staff who is an ex-Hurricane middle linebacker, in which they have that pipeline once again to Miami. So they're going to have some speed. What do you think? I like Louisville here by a couple touchdowns. I, I think it, it barely scrapes over that line. I think, uh, you know, Michael Cunningham, Tutu Atwell, he's, they're going to be a huge con- combo for this Louisville offense this year. And like you said, I, I like Scott Satterfield too, and, Western Kentucky, they're gonna they're gonna have their moments this year, but I just don't think it's here. I'll lay the uh, I'll lay the points with Louisville. 
Well, my NBA record is out on the site. You guys can see it in the premium area. But let's just say um, we missed like four or five months of um, games. Kind of made up a lot of it. <laughs> just a, a little bit of NBA. Um, well, how about you, Brian? I think this will be the most entertaining game on the card today. I think you're going to see a ton of scoring both ways. Uh, it's going to be a game that I, I want to see. So I'm going to take the over here. I think it goes easily over the number. How about you, Rod? Uh, I'm going to take Western Kentucky here. Um, I think their de- uh, their defense here matches up well against Louisville offense, and I think they can uh, hold them down a little and get this cover against you, Western Kentucky. UTEP against Texas, Chris? UTEP yeah, stinks. <laughs> Oh, man, do they stink. 24-14 over Stephen F. Whew. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I think you're laying this many points. You're asking for a backdoor cover. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Especially Texas. This could be a 49-7 to game, and with that 43 looming over our heads, I think I, I'm just going to eat the points with UTEP and just <laughs> hope to God that we get a backdoor cover. Oh, do they stink. How about you, Brian? Going from 42 to 43 here. Normally, I, I, this isn't a game I'm running to bet, but I, I like the Texas Longhorns. It, it all depends on whether they feel like covering the spread, but I think they're going to cover, beat them by 49 tonight. God, I've, I've seen those long runs blow Texas covers my whole life. You know, it's like those long backdoor covers, 56-14, right? Lands right on the 42. The 43s get roasted. Rod, what do you think? Uh, for me... I think you take under the number. Um, how much is UTEP going to score? Seven, maybe 14 if they get the backdoor cover. Uh, I'll take the under. I'm going to take UTEP. I think 48-14 is the number here. Anyways, uh, we got Kansas up against uh, Coastal Carolina. This line's gone from 3.5 to 6.5 for Les Miles' uh, Jayhawks. Um, Chris, Kansas lost. Didn't they, their best player transfer out? <laughs> I don't understand this one. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I was I was doing a write up on Coastal Carolina in the off season. I don't I don't like the direction the Chanticleers are, are headed. I don't think they're going to make a bowl game this year. <laughs> I, I, You're lucky you pronounced that name right. You would have got some emails about it. I know. I I know. I I I had to. Do my uh, my my hooked on phonics at Joe D'Amico. It ended up at my address instead of his, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll lay the points with Kansas here. I'll um I think Kansas wins this one by a touchdown. How about you, Brian? Uh, not my favorite game on the board, but if you can get this at under seven points, take Kansas. I really think they can handle Coastal Carolina. They don't get many opportunities to win games. Uh, so this is one they're going to enjoy, I think. How about you, Rod? Uh, I agree. Give me uh, Kansas here. I think they can cover and win by a touchdown. I, I like Coastal in this one. I I think that less miles coach teams, uh, if you're willing to lay a, a full touchdown with a less miles coach team, you're a braver man than I am. I've seen him at LSU against the nobodies of the world back into non covers in ways that are just indescribable. Right? Just, I, hope, I, mean, I hope we had a consensus here, but it didn't happen. No, uh, no, <laughs> no, we're not going to have a consensus. Chris, any of these other, any of these other um, added games that you might 
want to add to your ticket? The only one I was looking at, I like uh, Texas Tech laying the huge number against Houston Baptist. <laughs> Texas Tech in their last four games against FCS, FCS schools won by a combined average margin of 62 to 9. Why bother, so, right? I mean, why bother? <laughs> so I'm going to take... Uh, I'm gonna take Texas Tech and What's lay the Baptist points there. getting for this one? What? How much are they I making? Four, Forty-one. How much? No, no. How much? How much money are they getting to play? Oh, this I don't game? know. I'm gonna guess <laughs> that, in that. I'm gonna guess in the five hundred thousand plus range. Brian, I was gonna say three quarters of a million. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna maybe, say maybe Oklahoma. They're pretty good at beating up cupcakes. Yeah. Maybe they uh, seventy-two to nothing over uh, MOSU. Yep. Uh, Missouri State. Yep, I'm my some of my earliest childhood college football memories. Barry Switzer getting off the plane. It's like against to play Miami. What's your prediction for this Saturday? What are you looking to do? We're gonna lay a half a hundred on them by halftime and put the scrubs in. What do you think, Rod? What do you, any of these off games that you like on this card? Yeah, just what Brian said. Give me Oklahoma. We're gonna be ass kicking there. I think that I think that the I think that the Georgia Southern Campbell game could get could get real ugly too. <laughs> I just don't know if the camels have enough to hang with that Georgia Southern run attack. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to major league baseball, man. I just loved college football. That was fun. Um, can't, we're going to have to change the show because it's like we're already an hour in and uh, we haven't even touched baseball. Got Yankees up against the Orioles. Kramer looked good, you know, but the Orioles looked terrible yesterday. Aiken never even made it out of the first inning for us, and Tanaka all of a sudden looks like a guy that you know deserves a paycheck. Chris, what do you think here? Orioles, Yankees, <laughs> Montgomery's pitching. Yeah, give me the over nine. I think uh, I think we see another uh, another beat down here. How about you, Brian? I'm gonna go with the Orioles for a twenty-five dollar play. Nothing big here, but I, I can't pass up going against Montgomery. So. How about you, Rod? I agree with Chris. Give me the over here. Uh, I think we're going to see some runs. Oakland made uh, Texas look pretty silly yesterday from start to finish in that game. They even let them uh, pretend like they might let them back into the game and then loaded up the bases in the ninth inning on them and we're ready to do some more pounding. But uh, what do you think here, Texas? Dalton Jeffries. It's like, let's just throw Dalton Jeffries at him. It's like, you know, it's like basically saying, let, let Mitch pitch. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I like Dalton Jeffries, uh, one of the top ten prospects in that AIDS organization. I like I like Oakland on the run line here. I like yeah. to make make Sm- Texas look silly again. Smash him. How about you, Brian? Oh, possible consensus: Oakland run line. I like him today. I think they take care of business. Rod, Oakland run line. We got a consensus. We got Washington up against Atlanta. Ian Anderson. This guy. I mean, huge expectations. Number three overall draft choice, but. Uh, I don't know. Spread knowledge likes the Nationals. How about you, Chris? Uh, I do not. I like the I like the Braves here. I'm not getting behind Patrick Corbin. I gave out that over in the best of the live show picks yesterday on the Braves Nationals. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I look at. I always try and say it's like people always say, "What's the easiest game out there?" It's like, how about the over in the Braves Nationals game? It's like, it's like. They kicked the extra point in the ninth inning, you know, to, to, to go to extras at 14 in the clear. How about you, Brian? Braves, Braves, Braves. Braves get it done today. Rod? Uh, for me, I like the over. We're going to see some more runs again. Spencer Howard's pitching for the Phillies. Speaking of overs up against Jose yeah. Arena. 
Chris? <laughs> I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the Marlins here. Just I can't stand that Phillies bullpen. Yeah, but the Phillies really did a number on the Marlins in the early game yesterday with Nola. Yeah, sure. they did. But I, I like, I, I like Urania to bounce back. I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but I like Urania here. <laughs> yes, it's it's turned into a comedy show. Brian, what do you think? I, I think the Phillies tee off on Urania today. I think they win it easily. Uh, uh, I'll take Sp- the Phillies. Spencer Howard's gonna hold down the fort, Brian. <laughs> I think it's like a 20 to 15 game. What's what's going to have more points? This one or the Clemson Wake game? That's, that's like, you know, like they have those, those like inner sport bets, you know, where it's like you can bet like this sport plus this. It's like total points in Clemson. This plus the Marlins Phillies game. And, you know, I think Clemson puts and up LeBron. Two, 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 Wake Forest puts up as far as that, that game goes. How about Rod is frozen in a very funny spot. We'll come come back to him. We got uh, Robbie Ray against Seth Lugo. Boy, that was a lot of runs. Oh, Rod Rod is back. Marlins, uh, Phillies. Over. Uh, Over, over. We're going to see a lot of runs there today. All right, we're going to lightning round it from here on in because we're we're almost at an hour in, and we try and keep it an hour. We're not going to make it, so... We'll go an hour and 15 minutes, but we're going to have to go super fast. Robbie Ray versus Seth Lugo, Blue Jays, and Mets. It was all Mets yesterday, Chris. Yeah, Mets. I like the Mets here a lot. How about you, Brian? I like the Mets, minus one and a half. How about you, Rod? Uh, I think you can take the Mets minus two and a half or Mets by a touchdown again. Robbie Ray's pitching. Yuck. Over 10 for me. Got the... Uh-huh. Got the Rays against the Red Sox. Tyler Glasnow against Nathan Eovaldi in his return home to Tampa. Um, Chris, uh, Tyler Glasnow's become a minus 230 guy. I'm just not comfortable with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Me either. I'm taking the over here. Yeah. When did Glasnow, taking- I mean, when did this guy become a minus 230, Brian? Uh, Red Sox here. It's all the values with Boston. I'm going to ride the money line here. How about you, Rod? Uh, I like the over. I think we're going to easily get over that number today. Speaking of overs, Michael Fulmer's pitching against Ronaldo Lopez, a guaranteed rate field. The White Sox really looked down and out yesterday against uh, Casey Mize, and then Casey started laboring. And, of course, as soon as he started laboring, he's out of there. That's what they do in Detroit with Casey. I, I love that that guy. <laughs> he's, he's like one of my favorites. He's like my Lance Lynn, you know? It's like Lance Lynn. It's like, let's just walk the first two batters or let them just put them on second and third with nobody out, and then we'll start the game. But um, anyways, Michael Fulmer and Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez always gets tagged. I, you know, it's like 10. So this one went from 10 to 10 and a half. Fulmer, you know, you never know what you're going to get. He's pitched a little bit better this year than we've seen in recent years, but he's still Michael Fulmer. Chris, over 10 and a half for me. Yeah, me too. I think this one could easily hit 15. This one could rival the uh, the Braves and Nationals. How about you, Brian? Over 20 today. I'll go higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Rod? Uh, uh, we can see here today football score we got uh, Carlos Hernandez and Trevor Williams in uh, Kansas City um, the Pirates no shows last night 
I know Chris is a big Trevor guy. Um, what do you think? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Give me the Royals. I don't want anything to do with Trevor Williams right now. How about you, Brian? I, I love the Pirates. I don't love the I like the Pirates a lot today. I like them a lot. Pirates. How about you, Rod? I agree. Give me the Pirates. Kansas City's not going to win five in a row. I love, love, love the Royals in this one. I think Hernandez moving to the starting rotation is a great move on their part. Really shores up their starting rotation. You can start to see the Royals, a team that you didn't really see what direction this franchise was going. You're starting to see it is that they're building out this pitching staff that it's not the Danny Duffy, you know, Matt Harvey uh, that, we've been, you know, that we've been sitting through. It's Singer. It's, you know, it's these guys, and this guy is another one. Because we've seen him in relief very hard to hit, even against the White Sox, you know? Yeah, I don't know why they bother sending Matt Harvey out there since they're rebuilding. It made no sense. But. Well, you know. It's sometimes you need a guy out there just to just to work a couple innings, you know, to give everybody a rest, and that's you know that's what they do. It's kind of like, you know, I, I like I love boxing, right? I love boxing, and it's like sometimes you go to the fights and you, you ask, you know, I know um, you know the guys from the wild card gym, Freddie Roach's gym, and I you know I sit with them a lot at the fights, and I'm like, why do they have this fight as in this position on the card? And it's one of these fights where it's you know one of these guys, you know, it's like. Just jab, 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 run, jab, run, jab. He's like, because he's going to go 12 rounds. And, you know, there's a couple of bites here that are probably going to be pretty quick. So they need something to fill the time. And it's like, this guy's going to do it, you know. So um, it probably works pretty cheap, too. But, um, say, you know, like Matt Harvey probably does these days, too. Anyways, Brett Anderson against Kyle Hendricks. He's been Kyle Hendricks on the road. Brett Anderson. It's one of those guys that it was like he came into the major with really, really high expectations. Um, second round pick in 2006, but he's been injured with seemingly his entire career. Chris? Yeah, I know it's Hendricks on the road, but I'm still going to take the Cubs here. I, still, I like Hendricks on the road more than I like Anderson, period. You're a foolish man. Brian? <laughs> uh, I think the Brewers are one of the best bets on the board today. I think it's one of those games that you might have missed because of football. Take the Brewers. I like the Brewers today too. They got these Blue people. Us. They got these people at the Wake Forest game eating ribs with masks on. It doesn't even make sense to me on TV. Uh, um, how the hell do you eat ribs with a mask? <laughs> I don't got an extra <laughs> napkin. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> got one of these. I, I think when you eat food, you're allowed to take it off. So uh, speaking why. of food, today is my wife's birthday, so I get to make my homemade pizza. We used to live in Kentucky many years ago, and. Uh, Kentucky pizza might be the worst thing in the face of the planet. So I learned how to make my own pizza, the dough, the sauce, like everything. And it's like, so I do the homemade pizza. It's like my wife, you know, whatever she wants her birthday. So it's like, you know, of course, like, what does my wife want for her birthday? The new Dyson 11 vacuum. At, it's like, you could have got that anytime you wanted. You know, it's like my wife, it's like, you want a new vacuum? You go ahead and have it. It's like, and then she comes home from Costco and she's like, I got this cracker. And it's like, you eat it. And it's like, this tastes funny. She's like, it's 100% plant-based. I'm like, oh, like the first thing that goes to my head, I'm like, I got to tell the pug dogs this, you know, about the, about the cracker. Because I'm like, the first thing someone says, this thing's 100% plant-based. It's like, this thing's going to rip. This thing's going to Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> this thing's gonna rip apart my system like no one's business. <laughs> For anyone who's watching right now, whenever we have a Dallas Stars video, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and you wonder why Mitch says it takes us an hour to crank out the video. One little straw, like one little piece of straw that breaks the it's levee like, breaks. It's like I'm eating the well, crackers. Yeah. You, it's you like... eat one of them plant-based crackers and see what happens to you too. I had a I had a black cheeseburger. That's not a that's not a, that's not a. It's like, it's a hundred percent plant based. It's like <laughs> it's gonna be a long day, man. <laughs> Do I have something to dip in it at least? <laughs> oh man, we got. Uh, I'd like some dip. Oh, <laughs> you don't want spinach dip with one of those things. <laughs> 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 we got Texas again. The dog won't even eat it. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 don't subject poor Sam to those plant based. Oh, crackers. man. It's, uh, we got <laughs> Colby Allard up against Chris Bassett in, uh, in, in, uh, Arlington for, uh, game. Oh, it's, I guess it's in Oakland. It's what? Is it? Where is this? It's in Arlington? No, Arlington. In Arlington. Yes. Yeah. Game two of the doubleheader. Wow. (laughs) Colby Allard is the plant-based cracker of that Texas rotation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Oakland run line all day. How about you? How about you, Brian? Oakland run line, and I'd parlay both those Oakland games together. Why not? Brian doesn't doesn't share our love for plant-based foods here. Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Oakland run line again. Yeah, I'm like, I got it. It's like my wife's like, it's only one. It's like, I gotta tell Ruffalo about this. <laughs> so I know what to avoid at the store. Yeah, every time I see Costco, avoid the plant it's like, beef. It's like you realize what that does. <laughs> Picks got, up a cracker. Sees the sports section. Oh man, we got the. Uh, Minnesota Twins against the Cleveland Indians. Rich Hill against Zach Plezak. I'm sure I'm going to get some pretty uh, odd comments now uh, coming in. But Zach Plezak against Rich Hill. Who do you like, Chris? I like the uh, I like the under here. I think we see a pitcher's duel. How about you, Brian? I'm warming up the Rich Hill. Give me the Twins here at this decent price at home. How about uh, how about you, Rod? I'll, I'll take the Indians here. Rich Hill's uh, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Uh, he was good last time, so uh, he's due to be a bad game here. Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, Rich Hill's always a five inning guy. I just can't stand those guys. Got um. I, it, please act no good either, though. I mean, the total set at eight. I I like the over in this thing. The dropping total. 
Oh, Arias' pitch, and he's the plant-based cracker of the Dodgers rotation. <laughs> Even Tony T is like, you know, he's like, the Dodgers starting to clear out some of these pitchers that were supposed to be good. He's like, maybe Arias could, could be next. <laughs> Tony's always all over the pulse of the uh, of the West Coast sports scene. And uh, he's, 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 what, he's in my camp with Arias where it's like, at a certain point, you got to say, he's not going to be Fernando. You know, it's like... Oh, his nature is, is a choice cracker. Flatbread. It's like, wow, this tastes has a weird taste to it. <laughs> oh, it's 100% plant-based. It's like, this is, this has, it's like, what is that? <laughs> it's like, good thing I didn't put the hummus on it. <laughs> Uh, uh, give me the over. I think Urias and, and Valdez both get torched here. How about you, Brian? I think the Astros might be the best dog on the board. Give me Houston here. I like Houston, but I, give me Houston. Your picks murder my pockets. My free picks were not good yesterday. My premium picks were three and one. So it sometimes it goes, you know, it goes both ways. Sometimes some days it's like all my free picks hit, and none of my premiums hit. Sometimes they all hit. Sometimes they all lose. But yesterday was one of those days where I know my free picks were not good, but my premium picks were were spot on. I had uh, Celtics, I had Thunder, or not Thunder, uh, Nuggets, and um, Oakland run line. So it's all good. I like the Astros in this one. I like Valdez. I think he's, I think he's the better option. Justice Sheffield and Zach Gallon. Got to pay a big for Zach Gallon. He's pitched pretty well, but he looked confused last time. I don't like when pitchers look confused, and he looked really confused against the Giants when they, you know, the Giants started pecking away at him. I don't know, man. Diamondbacks stink. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I like the under here. I think. Uh... Arizona continues to struggle offensively, and and Zach Allen will pitch another gem. So give me the uh, give me the under here. How about you, uh, Rod? Oh, I switched. I skip Brian. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> That's all right. You can skip me. Uh, Mariners plus money today worth a shot. Sheffield. I'm with you. How about you, Rod? Uh, I'll take Arizona here today. Um, Zach Allen bounces back and. It was the first time in uh, his 23 starts that he gave up four runs last game. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Seattle. Arizona is the plant based cracker of the major leagues. We got uh, speaking of plant based crackers, Perea's pitching up against Kyle Freeland. You know what? I I had the Angels yesterday. I, I'm gonna go with them again, I, even with Perea, not Perea, and Kyle Freeland pitching at home goes against all logic. Chris? Yeah, it does defy all logic. That's why I'm going with the Rockies here. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Rockies can't take the Angels. Oh. Rod? <laughs> <laughs> Not Berea. Not Berea. I'll take the under. Uh, Patriots do okay. Not Berea. No way. Please don't throw Berea at us. 
<laughs> Just for that. It will be Berea. <laughs> Dakota Hudson up against TJ Antone. Um, final baseball game of the night with the uh, postponement in San Diego. Uh, Hudson's pitched pretty well, but the Cardinals just look lifeless. Castillo looked like a sign. I mean, he looked unbelievable last night. I mean, that was the best Castillo performance I've seen in a long time. I sat through and watched that thing. Oh, my God. It was nothing fun about it. I had the Cardinals in that one. That was my one loss yesterday. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the Reds here. I know uh, Dakota Hudson's not our favorite pitcher in that Cardinals rotation, and uh, TJ Antone's actually pitched pretty well, so give me the give me the Reds. All right, we go to the NHL. We got hockey. We got the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. We didn't do a video on this because, I don't know, we just dropped the ball, I think, is what happened. Bad timing and bad everything else, but that's okay. We're here now. Um, we got 670-something people watching with us. Um, what do you guys think? Chris? I think the value continues to be on Dallas here, right or wrong. They've been playing the better hockey in the in the bulk of the series so far, so give me Dallas and the plus money. How about you, uh, Rod? For me in this one, um, we've seen the overhead how many? All, all four, all four. All of these first three games, under, under, under. Uh, I think we're going to get an over. I think we're going to get some goals today. Uh, you get some nice plus value on uh, the over five and a half. Um, give me the over five and a half today. The L word has entered the building here. Kevin Mueller has uh, put down his lock of the week. So maybe maybe there is some hope for oh, my no. Duke money line bet. What is it? Is Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me Duke? Yeah, I got Duke. Duke. I have Duke money line already. I already said that. Um Brian, any opinion here on this hockey matchup? I tell you what, I had Dallas Stars and yesterday the Islanders, but you know what? I'm going to take the juice. Vegas gets done here. We got also an App State lock going on. <laughs> so another team that I have the money line okay, against. Come on, Charlotte. <laughs> it's, it's another. It, I mean, my two money lines, uh, big dogs. Maybe I should put a little on UTEP. I don't. Th- I don't even think they're taking action on that. Oh man. Mitch, we, Mitch, we need to keep the show moving. We're making homemade pizza. Yeah, that's pretty much how, how this show goes. Um, the consensus on the A's was game one. Plant-based crackers, man. That was, I was like, second she said that, you know, the, after I said, after I think myself, you can't eat that. You know I mean, the second thing, I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna run this by Ruffalo and see where this fits in the grand scheme. No, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out when your stomach dropped harder after you ate the cracker or what she said. I was like, I was like, wow, this tastes, this tastes different. Yeah, it's 100 percent plant based. Like, oh no. Oh, man. Anyways, parlay segment of the show. Chris, you got a parlay for us? Unless you, anyone got any UFC leans? I hadn't even had a chance to look at the card, to be honest. Rod, any leans on the UFC, Brian? Nope. All right. I haven't even had a chance to look at the card. We got All right, so we'll, real sports. we'll post right uh, we'll have UFC in the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll put yeah. something in there yeah. in a bit. Um, for parlay, let's go with... Georgia Tech in the points, uh, UTSA in the points, and 
the under in the Columbus and Wake Forest game. Rod? For me, let's go. The Indians. Uh, the Oakland run line game one. And Philly and the Marlins over. And Brian? Brian looks like uh, he's uh, ready to go to sleep. Four-game parlay here, and I really like it. Two of these four plays are premium plays. UTSA plus the points. Charlotte plus the points. Brewers and the uh, Rockets plus the points. I'm going to go Charlotte plus the points. Uh, Duke plus the points. And UTEP plus the points. That'll be my parlay for today. Throwing a little UTSA in that as well. Everyone, thanks for joining us. It's been a fun show. I really enjoyed it. Tomorrow, NFL Sunday. Going to probably be another show that runs a little bit longer, but with the 1 o'clock Eastern time starts, we won't be that as close to kickoff as we are today. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. You guys know I love college football Saturday, and, of course, we're going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, man. I, I thought I didn't know if I was going to make it back. <laughs> <laughs>